Hi. So uh, I wanted to talk about Marseille. Right? Marseille is, I mean, nobody would think or expect that Marseille would become such an important memory in your life when you are a student in India or for that matter, a tourist who just visits Europe once a while for holidays, you wouldn't expect or you wouldn't have planned that Marseille would become such an important part of your uh, throwback memories, right? So how it happened is that uh, we had a student exchange during our MBA with SPJ in Bombay and the college I was allotted uh, along with two other batchmates of mine uh, was located in Marseille. It was a business school called Kedge, Kedge Business School Marseille, and it was in the outskirts of the city. And uh, we had to take classes in Marseille for about uh, three weeks, split as two plus one, uh, over a two, two and a half month trip uh, that we, we'd uh, taken for the exchange. So that's the interesting part. Uh, the interesting part is that we never thought Marseille would turn out to be what it is. Like, I'll just go in, uh, into more details of that. Of course, uh, the perception we had before we got to Marseille was that it's it's very close to Cannes and Nice. It's part of the French Riviera. So we thought it's a coastal town with, you know, fancy uh, seaside resorts or villas or waterfront restaurants and you know all of that you know how nice is portrayed as uh, a, a refuge for the wealthy right a summer refuge for the wealthy if you will so we, we thought marseille would be something similar being in the same area and uh, believe me we had not really done our research <clears throat> on what marseille is on the things to do in marseille but of course when you google things to do in marseille you see a standard list of the top five churches and monuments that show up but to really understand the essence of the city, you would have to dig deep or watch YouTube videos or read blogs, which we did not because we were busy making plans for the rest of the exchange that Marseille was taken for granted at that time, right? Because we're going to be there for two to three weeks attending classes. So it's something we had to live with. We had no choice. But the rest of the exchange store, you had a choice on where you wanted to go. So a lot more research went into that, a lot more research went into how much you want to maximize your time in Europe. So that's what happened. So <clears throat> we land in Paris. We uh, take a train from this uh, from the airport to the Paris Central Station, uh, Gare du Lyon, and take another three-hour train that goes into Marseille. And then we're tired from the flight. We're all sleepy and we're all... And these trains are sitting trains, right? Your comfortable chairs, but... Uh, you have to sit and travel, so we try to doze off in the train for three hours, and then finally we reach the very, very beautiful uh, Saint Charles Station uh, of Marseille, which is a grand old building which has a nice terrace overlooking the town. Uh, very modern as well, has multiple connections that go into Spain, that go back to Paris, go into Lyon, or go into Italy. Uh, so we arrive there uh, and we don't have a local SIM card yet. So really no clue on uh, uh, where to navigate to and all of that. So we follow signboards. Uh, we knew for a fact that to reach our Airbnb uh, in um, Chotro, that is a metro station, very close to, walkable from the metro station called Chotro, that uh, we needed to take a metro train from uh, St. Charles, which was underground. 
right? The funny thing is, uh, so it, it was two levels below. The metro station was two levels below the station. And the first level had a staircase that wasn't an escalator. And we are three people here, uh, each with a backpack that had our laptops and uh, your carry-on bags and a huge 25 kilo suitcase that was a trolley which we had to lug down that staircase it was quite a steep one quite a long one and then there was an escalator that went down to the metro station and uh, we, re we reached shop road in about 20 minutes across it was four stops away and this coming back up thankfully there was an escalator and you exit the Shotro Square, which is an insanely beautiful, quiet square with a nice bakery right in front. There's a very old church right in front. There are huge trees that have been shedding leaves because it's October. It's the this the autumn season. Uh, they're in orange, they're in yellow colors, and there are huge old buildings in the square. We're already very charmed, although we are tired, sleepy, and hungry. And then we realized that the Airbnb is about one and a half kilometers away, which uh, by European standards is quite walkable. Uh, the sites are very pretty. So we start the walk. But unfortunately, it turns out that it's an uphill walk. The house is situated on a, a slightly uppish incline. And by the time we reach the, uh, the door of the Airbnb, it's, we are just exhausted. We're completely exhausted. Uh, I still remember it, it was number 16, the door was number 16, uh, I can't recall the street, it was Boulevard something, I just forget the name, and it's a very modest house, something you would see in say a city like Naples, like there are doors of houses, there are no gates, There's it's not an apartment, it's just a two-story house, and uh, the moment you enter the house, it's it's the it's the living room. There's there's really no courtyard. It's it's a very typical old European Naples style house. The owner was living upstairs. He comes down to meet us. Uh, he explains what's available. He shows us around the kitchen. There's no, there was nothing really to show around. To be honest, there was a living room with a dining table. There was a bedroom right off of it, and the kitchen was in the living room. There were two. Uh, there was one bath and one uh, toilet. Uh, very weird that we saw this in a lot of European Airbnbs is that the bathroom doesn't have a door or it doesn't shut. There was just a curtain. I mean, I don't know, open culture and all that. Okay, but this is a matter of something very weird, right? So, and we were two guys and a girl from the college. So we had to <coughs> manage all of that in the two weeks we were there. And the toilet, for the, the, the toilet also, for example, did not have a single window or an exhaust. So we, we literally carry room freshness into the toilet every time someone did their business and it was their job to ensure that the odors are kept away. It's quite strange, it's quite funny, but uh, when you're out uh, out of your country traveling, you always go with a much more open mind. You're okay uh, with these funny discomforts, if not very uh, difficult to deal with discomforts. So we settle down and the Airbnb owner checks on us asks if everything is okay and then he asks you have car in a typical french accent and we burst out laughing he did not understand it but we knew that we were uh, not well to do students from college on education loans and all of that and student loans and all of that and we were trying to cut costs everywhere finding an airbnb that's walkable that's you know not far from the main station 
there are access routes to the college that we have to go to and this guy asks that if you have a car and that stayed with us for a long time it becomes a memory uh, the way he put it uh, it was a commentary on the situation we were in in terms of how broke we were at the time uh, yeah so that that was kind of the day zero of the massive two month exchange trip uh, i'll talk more about what marseille was uh, how did we manage two weeks of routine uh, where did we eat where would we go out in the evenings how did we manage an internet connection and exchange is supposed to be going to another college so what was it really going to an exchange college was it as intense as an indian uh, mba so all of that we'll uh, talk about in the next episode